Trev and Ben's shite-sized chunks. I'm a bit gutted, Ben. What's up? We missed out on a big day. No, we didn't. We had the Queen's 90th. And we had Attenborough's 90th. What did, what did we miss? We missed Naked Gardening Day. Oh, now you tell me. <laughs> last week. I know you're into gardening. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about nudity, but I'm sure it's something you'd like to have experimented with whilst you were gardening. Hmm. Is it something for a team of gardeners or solo gardeners? Because You can do it however you want, really. It was a whole day just to um, to get people out in the garden, to make them feel closer to nature. Now, I used to do a bit of gardening for a living. Now, to be honest, bare flesh is not a good idea around some plants and insects and brambles. Uh, I must admit, I'm not a fan of gardening. And my garden is full of things that have got thorns, prickles, things that make me sting. Mm-hmm. It's bad enough when my hands get stung. I was helping my dad last week take down a Christmas tree. Uh, um, it's it's May. <laughs> They're in the garden. <laughs> okay. Chopped down a, a one that had been growing for about 20 years in the garden. Now, I didn't realise quite how painful that was going to be on my hands because those pines are pretty sharp. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want that anywhere near my doings. <laughs> I can completely understand. <laughs> but anyway, uh, 90,000 people were expected to have um, attended a festival at a four-day event for World Naked Garden Day. Can I guess that probably 89,990 <laughs> of them were men? Do you think? I think so, easy. I don't have any stats on that. So what, what do you think about the whole naturist thing? I think it's just attention-seeking, isn't it? Is that what you really think? A bit. Because I find it a bit odd, right? You know there's a, you know, at Brighton, there's a nudist beach? Yes. And once, years ago when I was a kid, um, we went for a walk along Brighton with my gran. Someone said to me, oh, that's the nudist beach down there. But you can't see, really, from the pavement because of the dip in the stones. Oh. But there was a man right at the top. He was doing a lot of unnecessary stretching. <laughs> Uh, well, that's another thing about the gardening. I mean, there's a lot of bending going on. Well, that's true as well. <laughs> yes. And the thing is, uh, we were walking along. Suddenly I looked around. I'd lost my gran. I couldn't find my gran. I was like, where? And she was somehow spellbound by, <laughs> by oh, what no. was going on. This man was clearly an exhibitionist. There's a difference between naturist and exhibitionist, surely. <laughs> Isn't there? I, I haven't looked into it. I mean, because there's loads of groups, right? There's loads of groups for people. Uh, for example, if you want to go to church, there is uh, nudist churches in nudist camps. Again, with the bending. I mean, what is it with them? I'll tell you what, you'd want to be on the front row of the pews, wouldn't you? You wouldn't want to be behind those. No, and some of those churches might not might not even have pews. They might have rows of people all bending. I mean, you don't want to end up seeing the Holy Trinity. <laughs> what about the vicar, though? Is he wearing a dog collar? Is he not? Where is he wearing a dog collar? <laughs> I, I See, I would think he had a really good sense of humour if he was completely naked but a dog collar. That'd be good. I think he'd have to. Surely if you're the vicar, isn't the dog collar part of the uniform? Haven't you got to be wearing that if you're delivering communion or something? I don't know. I don't know the rules. I I reckon so. So I reckon if you're a naked vicar, you probably do have to wear the dog collar. Mm. And then people have uh, naked weddings. Now, you came to my wedding. Yes. What if I'd asked you, said, I want you to be the best man, come to my Mm. wedding, but 
It's a nudie wedding. Do you know what? I don't think I would have done it. No? No, I, um, I'm not really into public nudity. <laughs> and I don't think it would have been fair on the island of Gibraltar <laughs> to have inflicted my uh, nude body upon them. Okay. I was out in uh, Grenada a few years back for another wedding. It was a friend's wedding. And um, someone said to me, oh, this beach is sometimes used for naked weddings. And I thought, has my mate duped me? <laughs> has he invited me over for this wedding? And suddenly on the day he's going to say, right, everyone take your kecks off. Maybe it's all been a big ploy to see your big ploy. I suppose the good thing about it, it was a warm day. <laughs> that was the good thing. I just don't understand that. I don't understand why... If, if, if the couple are into it, then that's sort of fine. I've got nothing against people that want to be naked. That's up to them. But I don't think you should inflict it on the rest of the wedding party. Mm. I mean, you don't want to see the bride's mother, for example, necessarily <laughs> in the buff, do you? Or certainly the bride's father. Mm. Anyway, we like the last turkey in the shop <laughs> it's hardly gonna enhance your wedding day is it no to be honest anywhere where there's nudity i'm just not comfortable with nudity mm. uh, i don't like it at swimming baths or gym where there's communal changing rooms when i was a kid right there were proper cubicles for changing mm. and i used to go swimming every week and then uh, they did a, a sort of revamp of the swimming pool and suddenly the cubicles were gone and it was this sort of big communal area. What's all that about? Become what? a free-for-all. It has privacy, please. <laughs> and when you're at school, right, when you're at school and you go swimming, you, d you don't need that, do you? No. And I've told you before about the teacher we had who made us all go naked anyway. Yeah, that felt like a police report. <laughs> yeah, but you see, I think that probably affected me more than I realised. Hmm. <laughs> now, I may have made this up in my own head. But did he did he also towel you off? <laughs> well, no, he didn't towel us off. <laughs> didn't somebody touch you inappropriately or something? <laughs> no, no, we had to towel out. Well, we had to dry ourselves as much as we could with our trunks uh, before being allowed to go back to where our clothes were. Now that seems perverse. So we would we would come out the swimming. rub yourself with a damp rag. <laughs> we would get out of the swimming pool, go into the showers, and then he would stand at the end of the showers and then say, uh, before you're allowed to go back to where your clothes are, take your trunks off. And it's basically take the worst of the water. Basically don't drip all over the changing area. But I thought that was rather unnecessary. By rubbing yourself with the one thing that's probably wetter than your own skin. I think we had to wring them out first. Well, and, and then he whipped your little pink bottoms with them, did he? <laughs> no. Filth. No, I, I, I'm not suggesting that there was anything improper about what was going on. I am. I think it was just very old school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, we, even, even at our tender ages then, we were about 11. Even then we thought, it's a bit weird. Yeah. It's, it's not quite right. Of course, when I was, when I was uh, at my primary school, and we used to go to the local public swimming baths, and I always used to make sure that before I went, I always had my trunks on underneath my, my school clothes anyway, so I only had to be nude once. Right. <laughs> it's good thinking. Because I always thought that made it much easier. I used to have my Veruca sock on already, uh. trunks on underneath. So I was prepared just to get straight in the pool without having too much issues. Would he make you wring the Veruca sock out as well? <laughs> I don't remember him making me do that. I do remember falling over once with my uh, Veruca sock, because it's very slippery a Veruca sock, and I remember falling over and knocking another boy into the pool. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> because I couldn't I couldn't stop myself from pushing him. Uh, the great thing was, he was an arsehole. So you, you were a fan of slapstick comedy from a young age? <laughs> I was, yeah. Everyone else thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, back, to, uh, back to nudism. Hmm. Um, there's a couple of... Uh, famous cases of nudism I mean there's the, the naked rambler isn't there he yeah. spent about six years in prison oh I think, I think it's more than that I think isn't is it? it I think so if you've gone to prison once 
why'd you keep doing it well and i think more than that i think he's got a family i think he's got children and like he's missing their lives with the vast amount of times he's spending in prison <laughs> yeah just because he wants to have it flapping about it's a bit he won't put his dick away i mean fine if you want to walk around at home but not out in the street And i think once you've been to prison if you've got a family just put it away <laughs> it's not that difficult no i agree what if uh, when you were a kid i mean i know this didn't happen but if your parents have been into it and uh, when, when you, know, you used to have to go on holidays. Oh, I think I would have refused to go. Do you reckon? Or, or at least leave the hotel or the wherever we were staying. I wouldn't have gone out public with them, though. Because <laughs> it happens, isn't it? There are families. People go on family holidays. I don't see how that can be normal. Mm. You know, if you're sitting there with your mum and your dad and you're all just as nature intended. I suppose it's your family. It doesn't really matter. But I couldn't do that. No. And, and also, I couldn't bear the embarrassment particularly when you get to a certain age the embarrassment of being around other people naked mm. i remember going to france when i was a kid about i don't know it was about eight or nine and um in france it's a very different culture isn't it there's a lot of topless ladies on the beach yep and there was a part of me at that age that was intrigued excited enhanced by it <laughs> but but then there was another area that i was very embarrassed about the whole thing i was terribly conscious about getting caught staring mm. i was terribly conscious about um showing the excitement yep and i just think if you're a nudist camp it's gonna happen isn't it well yeah i mean and you've got very few places to hide there's nowhere to hide <laughs> the only place to hide the wood is in the wood <laughs> i mean well you could dig a small hole or, or a big hole and, and then you know lie belly first on the floor <laughs> Yeah, I think that might look a bit odd as well. <laughs> um, the thing is, though, there's lots of groups. I mean, we talked about the Christians who uh, like to get it off. Um, but there's uh, there's even Buddhist nudists. Really? Or Buddhist nudists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, whatever group you belong to, a religious group or like there's Hell's Angels naturists. Hmm. Uh, there's cyclists. To be honest, because there are people that go on uh, naked bike rides. I wouldn't want to cycle naked. But I remember once you told me a story about being caught behind a cyclist who had, a, unknowing to themselves, mm. a, a large rip in their lycra. lycra shorts who was winking at you. Yes, it was like the Channel Tunnel <laughs> staring out at me. No, that's. I mean, you don't want to be naked on a bike for two reasons. I think you've got it there. One, for the unpleasantness that there can be for the other people. But secondly, I did the London to Brighton bike ride. I wore two pairs of shorts because it's quite painful. Mm. You know, a saddle is not going to be doing you any favours down there. No. Man or woman. I think I remember from that story about when you were being overtaken by the cyclist, you were, you were in a traffic jam as well, so you kept getting it. Yes. Every couple of minutes. Yeah, so sort of just kept catching up with him. <laughs> like, oh God, it's that again. It's unnecessary, isn't it? I wonder if he knew. What, do you think he was doing it on purpose? Well, you might have felt the breeze. You would, but I suppose if you're cycling, what can you do? I suppose you just think... Keep I just, your bum on the saddle is what you do. Well, yeah, that, that is true. There's no need to be off the saddle if you've got a hole displaying. in your lycra. Oh. <laughs> displaying like an animal. <laughs> like a peacock. The other thing, right, about naturism that I don't understand is the kind of old people that always get into it. Whenever you see any of those programmes about, you know, naturist campsites, it always tends to be more mature people. Mm. And like I said, about 95% men. Yeah, why? Because I think women have more dignity. Do you? I think so, yeah. The thing is, there's nothing pervy about it, is there? Of course there is. Do you genuinely think there's something pervy? I mean, these these are people that just feel free without their clothes on. Mm. I don't feel free without my clothes on. I feel free with my clothes on. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like to preserve my dignity. Yes, exactly. Have you ever encountered anybody out and about that has suddenly put on show by mistake or on purpose? I mean, we've talked about the cyclist. Um, I seem to remember my... Oh, I won't, I won't uh, give too many clues away for her <laughs> own sake, but a certain teacher at my uh, secondary school had a habit of um, talking to us with one leg up on a chair. Right. <laughs> and I think one day she um, had forgotten her undergarments and uh yeah gotta. now now is this was this a schoolboy fantasy or is this fact believe me no this was like a horror show <laughs> because we uh we had a, one of those things in our school where uh we had a, a quite young and attractive teacher taking us for a lesson and after the lesson a couple of boys started a rumor that she wasn't wearing any underwear that day and they'd caught a flash in the lesson and of course for the rest of the term we had this teacher most of the lesson we weren't listening we were just waiting for a flash and then you suddenly realize this didn't happen <laughs> this didn't happen. This was an all-boys school, and these were two or three desperate schoolboys making up the rumour for their own gratification and inviting us all to enjoy their fantasy. Mm. Uh, we did have another teacher who... Um, the story went that she never wore knickers and that boys would drop pencils and pens under her desk and then uh, go under the desk with mirrors. And she was quite happy to allow it to happen. Rubbish. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> rubbish. Of course it was nonsense. <laughs> of course it was nonsense. The only time, I, a, a couple of times uh, I've been out and about, uh, once in my childhood when I went to football, there was a streaker. Mm-hmm. Now, streaking is something that's gone out of fashion. It really it? has. When I was growing up in the, in the 80s, and I think in the 70s before that, streaking was a big thing. And when it happened on a football pitch or a rugby field, the TV cameras wouldn't turn away. They'd show the chase. They'd show the <laughs> policeman trying to cover it up with his helmet, wouldn't they? Hell yeah. Whereas now, as soon as it happens, the camera turns away and you just get this condemnatory commentary. Well, an idiot's on the field. It's a streaker. It's, oh, it's terrible. You think, no, this is all right. Yeah, I think they should bring back showing the streaking on the telly. Me too. And I think they should go one step further. I think they should up it. I think we should have extreme streaking. Like, extreme streak yeah don't just pitch invade a football match jump into an MMA cage <laughs> see how long you can last I think it happened once at the snooker really I'm sure I read that once it happened to the snooker a woman Again, ran down the uh, bending steps uh, no no she was she, she wasn't playing the game she was just running around the table as far as I remember and the other time this was weird right I was um, sorry there's a joke there about looking out for the pink but I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll leave that one alone <laughs> yeah please do uh, there'll be one about chalking your cue in there as well um, I was woken up one morning by a man shouting outside my house and all he kept shouting was help me Help me! And I was thinking, oh God, I don't really want to get involved. So uh, I opened the curtains, and it wasn't sort of middle of the night. This was about sort of half eight in the morning or something. And he was sitting on a chair opposite my house, wearing a dressing gown, but not done up. Oh. So he's sitting there with all on show, just shouting, help me, help me. <laughs> the police arrive. What really got me with the police is they made no attempt to cover him up. They were more interested in getting him a drink. And, and, and there he was. Like, if I was the policeman, the first thing I'd say is, um, you might not want to, you know, do the dressing gown yeah, up. Close that over. Uh, but they didn't. And, uh, and the thing is, you know, when something's going on outside your house, you can't stop looking, can you? No. You want to see what happens to the end. Were you peering through the letterbox? Uh, no, through the neck curtain, even worse. <laughs> Proper curtain twitching. And then, of course, it meant that for half an hour, I was inadvertently looking at a man's cock. 
Inadvertently, it sounds like you were pretty much deliberately, directly looking at no, another man's cock. No, I wasn't cock. deliberately. I was looking at him, and I just it, the the way he was sitting was oh, it was horrendous. It was absolutely horrendous, man. But I don't know what happened to him in the end. No. I don't know what happened to him. And the final story about nudism was uh, I once lived in a flat with a very odd neighbour, and uh, he would often walk around with uh, with no top on. That's all right. Man, I'm assuming. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. And um, one morning I was uh, woken up by the police knocking on my door. And they said, uh, oh, and we, we'd like to speak to your neighbour. And I said, oh, yeah, no, that's his flat there. You can go and knock on that. Once again, I was a bit nosy. I'm, I'm earwigging into the conversation. And uh, all I heard the police say was, um, look, you can walk around with this shirt off. But with your reputation, probably best not to take your trousers off. Now, I was there thinking, what What do you mean his reputation? That's a weird thing. And then I got friendly with the other neighbours in the flats. And um, we all kind of had a dinner one night. And we're sitting talking. I said, you know the mad neighbour? What, um, what was his reputation? And they said, ah, well, he's known for flashing. Uh. And before you moved into your flat, uh, and bear in mind, my flat was on a main road with big bay windows... And they said that just before you moved in, they were doing some work on your flat, so the door wasn't locked. And I came home from work one day, this is the neighbour saying it, I came home from work one day, and he was standing in what is now your living room, in the window, masturbating. And now he has a job taking swimming classes at the local school. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for Science Science Jokes this week. Don't forget you can get in touch with us anytime on Twitter. At Trevor and Ben. And join us for a live show every Sunday morning, 9 to 11 on CroydonRadio.com. Trevor and Ben's Shite Size Chunks. Chunks. <laughs>